everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Pierre and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. But the real question is, is which Tara is here with us today? Is this Monday? <laughs> is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? Do we want to reveal what day we're recording? <laughs> it looks like Thursday, Tara. And yet, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so I'm confused. This is my Thursday shirt. <laughs> Trying to throw you off. Yeah, we are a science fiction movie podcast. We get together, we've watched a sci-fi movie, we talk about it, and we, you know, try and anal analyze it a little bit, maybe talk about some of the, the, the good qualities, the bad qualities, and generally have a silly time. That's the, the idea of this show. It's what we do. Uh, and this episode is actually a Patreon vote winner every month at patreon.com slash TV. Our $5 and up patrons get to vote between four films that we'll do on an episode. Um, all four of these, in this case, were all Netflix original or exclusive movies that came, out in, last, <laughs> that came out in the last couple of years. And <laughs> What Happened to Monday was the winner. And this is a, a film star, Numi Rapici, as well as a few other people. I mean, we're on Defoe's in there. You got Glenn Close. There's a few other faces that pop up. Is that how you say her last name? Uh, Rapici? Yeah. Rapici? Well, I think so. At least that's what I settled on somewhere like eight years ago, and I've just been going with it ever since. Okay. I've uh, just been saying it very literal, like Numi Rapace, but... <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's that, but... Okay. I mean, I could be wrong. You She's could... like Swedish, right? Yeah, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think it's Rapace or Rapace. Okay. But I don't know. Someone in the comments is going to be like, no, nah, he's wrong, it's just Rapace. <laughs> <laughs> It's very possible, but I, I think it's just, I think when I first saw her name, I think probably what, because she was in the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, that's where she kind of first became a name, uh, that trilogy. I think when I first saw her name, I thought in my head, Rapace, I went, no, that sounds stupid, it has to be something else. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, so she she plays a character, uh, now what's so funny about this is what I was thinking, because the opening of the, the movie, and we're starting spoiler-free, by the way, we'll give you a warning before we get spoilers. But the start of the movie, the first like five minutes is like a sort of prologue montage explaining the the, the world that we're in. This po this 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 future. I was going to say post-apocalyptic. It's not post-apocalyptic. It's a dystopian uh, future where there to, because there's too many people on the planet, uh, resources are just dwindling, and it's actually creating more natural disasters because of climate change and all these things. And their plan is to limit everyone to one child. Uh, no one's allowed to have more than one kid. And this was making me chuckle because in Jan... No, April. It was April's when they all went out. In April, we had a movie called ZPG, which was a film with a very similar premise that it was that banned child children at all. For 30 years, there was no mm -hmm. kids. And we had a debate in that episode where I said, surely the, the less severe version of this is to, everyone's allowed one kid, so they all, they all get to be parents and they don't have that... You know, they've, they've satisfied their urge. They've had their kid, right? They're, they're filling that, that part of their life where they, they feel the need to be parents. But we are still limiting, you know, there's no families of two, three, four, five kids. Uh, you know, and so on. Yep. What happens if there's twins? That's a good question. That's kind of the premise <laughs> of this movie, because what happens if there's twins? Or in the case of the main characters, what happens if there's septuplets? Because that this is what this is. And William Defoe, who's the grandfather of, of the little girl who's, or the seven little girls who are born, uh, basically it trains them to share the same identity so that they all go out one day a week. So they're, they're, so privately they're named Monday through Sunday. 
Uh, but they all, uh, you know, played, or they all are this woman. What was what was the woman's name again? Karen Setman. Karen, that was it. Uh, there wasn't enough uh, racist rants from her, I thought, to be a realistic Karen, but I'll let that slide. <laughs> that was a solid topical joke. So, <laughs> Poor Karens. <laughs> we have any fans that are Karens know that we know that it's just a meme. Oh, sure, yes. yes. I'm sure there's many a nice person named Karen, but uh, unfortunately your name has been adopted to uh, symbolize the the middle-aged white woman who always demands to You may be the manager. last generation of Karens, yes. Yes, yes. We've ruined the name <laughs> for everyone. But, yeah, so that is the premise. Uh, and, of course, the title would imply that something happens to Monday. And that's kind of the, 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 the you know, the, the inciting incident that really gets the plot going. And it, the other six have to try and figure out where did she go, what happened, where did she come go, where did she come from, where did she go, where did she come from, Cotton Eye Joe. I'm sorry, I thought of it as I was saying that. Hey, I'm the bluegrass fan here, so I'm okay <laughs> with that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's the gist of it. So I, I guess I will ask Tara the question. Did you enjoy what happened to Monday? Well, it is a Netflix film. So you know I have an automatic bias going in. But yeah, actually, it's not that bad. I think it's really, really strong because of Numi. Rapace's performance. I mean, she is like 90% of the film. The other actors that are in the film are like barely you know 10 minutes. I, I feel like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, she's playing like seven roles. So she has, like, her screen time is like off the charts in terms of the yeah. amount she's taken up. But uh, I think, you know what? I think just to avoid the awkwardness of trying to say her last name, I think we're all friends here. I think, I think Numi and us are on first name basis. You can just call her Numi. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring her name up a lot. <laughs> Because I wouldn't bring up her character name, but she plays all of them. <laughs> so. But I think, yeah, I think her performance is, uh, her performances, like, because she does have very seven distinct characters that she's playing. They all have different, um, you know, personalities and uh, some of them to an, to an extreme. Like, why does, why does the nerd have to wear glasses and none of the other ones do? I thought they were all identical. I don't know. Whatever. They are. It's, a, it's an identity <laughs> thing. There's no, there's no prescription lenses in there. They're just... They're just... I'm the nerd, so I have to wear glasses. Even when I'm a child. <laughs> it's Power Rangers rules, okay? They have to wear the colors of their, 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 their Zord. Yeah. Right? I was thinking Power Rangers are like... Um, or like they could have their own band. Because they're all kind of different Spice Girls. There's like this 41. <laughs> no, I think Power Rangers is a, a good example, actually, because they all form to make Karen. <laughs> Karen's yeah. their megazord. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, honestly, it's it's not bad. Um, it's not it's not great. Um, there are a couple of things, especially towards the end. Um, it's like, really, you know, they're getting away with that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's a pretty fun watch. It's very... Um, bloody it's bloodier than i was expecting mm-hmm. and um there's some like sexual content that i wasn't expecting also and it's like wow this really yeah. showing a lot numi's very <laughs> comfortable with uh her her body because uh, it's not the first time i've seen her take her clothes off in a movie she's very comfortable just going for it yeah and we applaud her for it um but it's I don't know. The movie one place I didn't expect. Uh, I think I just wasn't expecting like an R 
film like this. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's it. It's real I'm, bloody too. Well, I'm defosing this movie though, and I've definitely seen more of him in another film. <laughs> I've not watched any of this. That's it though. I don't actually think it's his penis in that movie. I think it's a stunt penis, but uh well actually i should i should be more specific i think it's a what is that movie it's a <laughs> it's a prosthetic is it let's just prosthetic say penis. i don't think anyone was going to be willing to let what happens to his penis in that movie happen to their penis uh, oh. no, no matter how much they care about their art all right okay <laughs> tara's mind's just racing with the possibilities <laughs> Just oh, move dear. around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the final word on Antichrist, right? Just for anyone who's curious, is that no matter how bad it is, what happens to his penis, what happens to the other person's uh, vagina is worse. All right, I'm not watching it. <laughs> I, don't recommend, I don't recommend it. Not if you're squeamish. I'll say that. It's actually a really well-made movie. Lars von Trier. That that man knows how to shoot a movie. Yep. You how to shoot a movie, but. Also, you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, this movie is surprisingly gory. And... Yes. It's not as gory as that, Christ. <laughs> okay. Your point has been made. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> everything else is tame. Like, everything, everything else may as well be Sesame Street <laughs> once you start comparing it to that, Christ. I uh, mean, if you compare any William Dafoe film to this, then yeah. So, what you're saying is, as you should be compared Aquaman to this, not, not Antichrist. <laughs> I forgot that he was in that film. That movie is garbage. But <laughs> The Lighthouse, or was the one that he did with uh, Greg Kinnear? I can't uh, remember the name of it. I don't know. Um, There's a lot a... of masturbation in that one, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. Are we just bringing up Willem Dafoe movies where his penis is involved? Is that, is that... I mean, I already hate this review. <laughs> this was a path this was a path that I don't think we had to go down okay so to rewind this a little bit yes it's a bit more I mean I was expecting the the violence I guess I wasn't necessarily well I wasn't necessarily expecting it. I wasn't not expecting it either uh, the, you know the sex content I mean it's not that bad I mean it's, this is one scene there's one kind of raunchy scene but it's not like it, it, it's, it's, you know it is? it's not even like it's that raunchy compared to some other movies it's just that when it cuts to it because it just cuts to this like really erotic shot and you're just kind of yeah. like you did this for this movie <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> all right Nervy. power to you, if you if there's still to something it. about it that i think movies just on netflix like this is a good movie i'll say that but there's they just look bad you know there's there's like shots of Glenn Close of her like, uh, I don't know, in like a a room with people in it. And I'm like, why does this movie look bad? Like I've seen this same footage before in uh, Minority Report had like a similar scene. And you're like, but it looks good in Minority Report. And in here, here it just looks bad. <laughs> it's kind of a... Yeah, I, I can't say it's true for every Netflix movie. I think part of it is that, you know, movies... No, I would say uh, there are exceptions. Like, I've, I haven't seen Roma, but I'm sure that's an exception. Yeah, Roma, Roma's an obvious exception to that. I've seen Beast of No Nation. That was incredible. But... Yeah, and I've heard The Five Bloods, which just came out recently, is also, like, more of a quality movie. It's not Netflix caliber. Right. 
but but the ones that were up for our vote i'm pretty sure i'll have this similar thing well i think part of it is that so many movies are just shooting on digital now and like the cinematographers you know are, are just kind of doing what's safe right they're just doing you know and they, they all end up looking kind of like just tv shows as opposed to movies and this i'd say somewhat falls into that category i mean i never said what i thought of it because uh, tara hogged the conversation and started talking about willem defoe's penis so. i did not yes <laughs> actually you know what you did uh so Roll back the tapes <laughs> so uh no i actually also thought it was not bad like, i like it's not it's not like right right home to mom and say hey i saw this great new sci-fi movie that everyone must see but it's a very solid, dependable little, like, this is the sort of thing that would be, like, this, this was, like, 20 years ago. It's like, yeah, I rent this from the video store. Yeah, I rent it for a weekend and watch it with something else. Uh, or, or in this day and age, yeah, stream it because it's on Netflix. And it's always mm-hmm. going to be on Netflix because it's a Netflix movie. <laughs> but it, it is very watchable. And I think every time I thought it was about to go into that really boring, mundane Netflix quality, which a lot of Netflix movies do. I mean, check out our review of uh, I Am Mother for uh which is which i think is the only netflix movie i've actually done before this one <laughs> uh which is why, why i've been like making a point of putting more on the schedule because tara keeps dodging them she thinks she's neo in the matrix is dodging slow motion all these netflix movies and i'm like nope i don't want him i don't want him well we have to take the good with the bad this is the or the bad with the good you know what i meant <laughs> like this is uh reviewing 101 is you must suffer through shite as okay. well as watch good But that's movies. what Screams After Midnight is for. Those bad sci-fi movies. It's <laughs> always going to happen, Tara. See, if we just keep doing the more notable and good movies, is we're going to use them all up, and then we're going to no. have nothing but bad movies forever. Well, then the show will be over. No, it won't be. We're going to suffer <laughs> through all the bad stuff. Fine. It's fine. I mean, luckily this one was not so bad. Yes, no, this, this one's not bad. I, you know, it, it, obviously you get a good cast, uh, a bigger cast. I really just mean Numi, <laughs> but well, yeah, Glenn Close and and Willem Dafoe are pretty big names. They're big names and they're dependable. Well, I think Willem Dafoe is dependable. I think Glenn Close uh, is not a bad actress by any means, but I think her character in this is probably suffers from being the most cliche and therefore is the least interesting to She's watch. She's just filmed horribly too. Like she has this horrible wig in the beginning that looks so bad. <laughs> Like, yeah, we need to de-age her, just put a wig on her with longer hair. Yeah, but, but it doesn't... Cause, and this is the thing, it's not just, like, a little bit earlier. This is before Numi's born, and they make a point of saying that she's 30 in the movie. Yeah. So, this has been over 30 years, and she looks like she's the same age. Like, no, no, 30 years is the difference yeah. between 10 and 40. <laughs> or, or, or on the other end, 40 and 70. Yeah. Well, I, I won't say what happens at the end, because obviously we're not in the spoiler section, but uh-huh. like this, her, one of uh, Glenn Close's big scenes are at the, is at the end of the film. And that whole scene looked bad. Like, and she was filmed bad in it. Like, I just, and the people that they use in the crowd are all these like models, like super beautiful 20 year old model women. And like these hipster guys with these long beards. <laughs> Like, what is this crowd <laughs> that she's talking to? This is the 1% of 2075 or whatever year is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so, it's such but, a strange but, but, setting. Tell me a visual. You said that she, that she shop poorly, right? Give me a visual here. So it's a picture in your head towards the end of the movie. What's wrong with her face? It's like <laughs> a, um, 
and the, and the room around her, I suppose. It's not just her. But. It's, it's almost like, not the movie Wing Commander, but the video games Wing Commander would have these cutscenes where they would use real actors like Malcolm McDowell and, and Mark Hamill. And there was always something about it that looked off. And, it, you know, even though it's technically a filmed cutscene. And there, there's something there's something that reminds me of that when I watch this. Okay, so we're not talking green screen here. We're talking just, like, poor lighting that makes it look like it's just a stage. Yeah, I think okay. so. All right, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I saw it, so I know what you're talking about, but I'm just I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to build a visual for the, the audience here. Uh, so... No, but I, I think actually there's a, surprisingly a couple of pretty good action sequences in this that I found myself kind mm-hmm. of into. Um, the music's not ne- particularly notable for the most part, but there is a couple of standout moments, particularly when it gets emotional. There's like a nice little sort of emotional theme that plays. Uh, I thought that worked uh, in a couple of scenes, so uh-huh. fair play to that. Yeah, uh, Numi sure does know how to do the single tear like really, really well. <laughs> S- seven times, to be precise. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's great at it uh yeah it's, and it kind of goes in directions that i didn't necessarily expect in some ways because uh, mm-hmm. one, one of my complaints that i thought i was going to have about halfway through is that the mystery of what happened to monday i actually feel like it was solved quite early and i thought well, that's weird that that feels like it's been it's done and gone but it kind of spun it back round and made it more relevant again later in the movie so it was mm-hmm. like okay now it is worth titling your movie that um because it, it kind of felt like I, well i can't really say too much without spoiling things but I, by the time we sort of like have Tuesday kind of investigate stuff a little bit, it felt relatively conclusive <laughs> to a point. Yeah, and the tension was really good yeah. for those scenes. You know, every time they went out after after something happens to Monday, mm-hmm. you know, it it really did seem like they were all in danger, like constantly. And that was that was filmed really well, I thought. Yeah, the only the, my one sort of like kind of like clinging nitpick for a lot of the movie it's actually just a weird little thing where like all the bad guys like the the uh the cab the child allocation mm-hmm. bureau uh which is basically just like the gestapo of this world for anyone who has more than one kid uh like they know where all of the newbies are mm-hmm. pretty early on and for some reason there's just large stretches of time where no one comes for them they, and they still just hang around their house as if it's fine and i don't know it was just it was weird to me that it it was a constant thing and then yeah. every so often there'd be like a moment where okay they're gearing up to come in and it's like a bad it's going to be an action scene there i'm like yeah okay but why now why not <laughs> why not hours ago <laughs> like i don't know it, just, it was this weird disconnect uh yeah it, i would the, agree the, also the thugs the uh for some reason there, there are like some side characters that we get to know that are our baddies that are hunting mm-hmm. down the sisters. But then like the one guy has this sidekick who's just this like beautiful model who has zero lines, but she's in a significant amount of the film. Like I I, I just I hated that she was there. <laughs> she is she just there to like we also have a beautiful woman as a bad guy, but she has she has no line. She has no reason for being there. Yeah. And there's a couple uh, characters like that. There's also uh there's a guy in the um where we see the like the cryo cryo chamber area in, later on in the film. There's like two doctors working in there and there's a guy who just is a, an extra basically. Like he has a whole scene with <laughs> with Numi and there's no dialogue exchanged at all from him. 
it's just so strange that they don't give them dialogue. Like it feels like you're watching a high school play. <laughs> uh, never stuck up to me. The reason why I hesitated so much when you brought up the the you know, the the you know the sexy bad woman who has no lanes is that I was actually just trying to think of who you were talking about because I couldn't think of who it was. <laughs> which probably just... She looks like a ballerina in the middle of this, like, SWAT team. Yeah, it, which probably <laughs> just proves your point that she's kind of, like, redundant. Like, yeah, because... she's she's there every time we see, like, the one guy who's super intense and is going after the blonde one. Um, Like, she's always there with him, but she has zero lines. Hmm. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So not perfect. There's nitpicks. There's 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 things to sort of pull it down from being like a a, a great movie. But I that like is this is something that me and Tim bring up uh, recently in screams up quite a bit. Is that it's actually okay for there just to be a movie that's just good and mm-hmm. no more, because so many movies that come out are are not even even close to being good. They're they're that is true. They're 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 sludge. They're trash. They're this and that and. Uh, I feel like overall I had a decent time with this. It's two hours long. Um, I don't think it's it overstays. Yeah, I don't think it overstays its welcome too much. Um, the first like half hour almost, for the most part, is actually mostly flashbacks, kind of explaining the childhoods of the the various mm-hmm. Numis and the lessons they had to learn. And a lot of it makes sense. A lot of it kind of adds up and uh, makes for some interesting moments. Um, yeah, it's you know it's not bad. It's uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to kind of say uh, to sum up without spoilers. So I guess we're at the point where we're going to move into that 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 area, as it were. Uh, so, and of course, I have completely misplaced my sticky note once again. Every time I restart my computer, it goes away. I'm not supposed to. Right. You don't know by memory? I probably do, but I just, I worry that I'm going to mess it up. Anyway, went onto the, the, the monitor that's turned off. Okay, I'm just going to do it from memory. <laughs> All right. Thank you to our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Tyler Hess, Zammer Jammer, and Bored Now. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely going to be at least another one or two next month. So I'm going to struggle. Are you predicting this or...? Well, no, because like they sign up for that tier and you, they don't get the credit until they've been charged for the next month. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, uh, though. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and gals. So, yes. Uh, they're, they're all $20 patrons, of course. That's what makes them producers. Uh, $20 or above. But you don't have to be a $20 patron or above, do you, Tara? Why not? If you like our show and want to support us and support the channel, watch it grow, Please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate as low as $1 per month, you will get access to a back catalog of movie reviews that are not available on YouTube. So if you're wondering where the B-movie classics like The Transfer Saga or The Philadelphia Experiment 2 <laughs> is, then check out that Patreon link. Thank you very much. And if you donate as much as five dollars per month you will get to be able to vote on what we do once a month which and maybe you would have gotten the movie you wanted us to watch i feel like every time you do that patreon plug you always leave off time cop when you're saying what the bonus movies are that you can access and i feel like 
that is the highest profile one. That's the, that's the one that gets them. What are you in. talking about? You make fun of me all the time for bringing up the same three movies: <laughs> Time Cop, Judge Dredd, and Trancers. Yeah, you still say Trancers. <laughs> if you're going to keep one of those, <laughs> because Trancers is still going. I mean, okay, that, that's that's fair. That's fair. I I feel like you're. I, I guess overestimating how many people in the audience are like, oh, trans trancers? Oh, okay. I gotta hear what they think of trancers. It's a saga. <laughs> Starring Tim I brought Thomason. up Philadelphia Experiment 2, so true. that's there now. True, true, true. Okay, okay. That was uh, a fun one. That is, that is the uh, Patreon uh, plug portion of the episode. Brought to you by uh, Tara. All right, full spoilers then from this point on for what happened to Monday. Uh, we shall start as we always do at the beginning because we're not memento. Uh, so <laughs> that was a, I'm not going to say it. That was a movie joke. Say what? I know. Is that the one where Guy Pierce plays the bad guy? Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting to say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh you know how like killing your father's patricide and killing your mother's matricide what's the word for killing your podcast co-host <laughs> podcastide <laughs> <laughs> well it's one less podcast to worry about so probably a good deed oh that's not don't, don't turn that there's like too that. many podcasts <laughs> there's not too many podcasts well not too many podcasts featuring me Despite despite rumors to the contrary, never All enough right. of me. Let's get the show going. <laughs> All right, yes, yes. I can't I can't believe you did that again. <laughs> Spoiler section. I can't I can't believe your running joke on this show is becoming <laughs> spoiling the ending of Memento. <laughs> I never spoiled it. What, what, what you confirmed gonna, that that was the case. What are you going to do to Christopher Nolan next? Watch Dunkirk on a phone? <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. That's his best movie. Okay, now you're just insulting every other Christopher Nolan fan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, there's some flashbacky stuff at the start of them like setting up the world and saying why they have to do this, this child act or, or whatever. Uh, but the interesting stuff, though... Which I'll just sort of tackle in uh, sequential order rather than the others in the movie because I can't remember when it was jumping back and forth. But is the all the stuff with the kids, where we see Willem Dafoe shop at the hospital and his daughter like died giving birth. I mean, seven of the bloody things. I, I mean, yeah, I think I think maybe we could talk about the concept a little bit more because I do think it's an interesting science fiction concept. Sure, go. Cool. It's sort of like the the anti Monsanto film. I don't know if you're familiar with Monsanto, but it's like. A, it's a GMO uh, product company here. They basically make, they make um, like grains and seeds for, uh, so that, that you can like do mass production of, and they have a lot of resilience to pests and Roundup. So you can just spray generic Roundup and it'll kill the weeds and the pests, but the crop will, won't die. So there's a bit of like a monopoly of Monsanto <laughs> because of that, um, because we have to, we have so many crops here in order to feed livestock, by the way, not humans. <laughs> I'm not saying anymore, <laughs> but um, 
So this movie, this core concept is that this type of GMO is sure will provide us food because they'll have re like disease resistant crops that will grow. Um, but as a result of people eating them, there are side effects such as our own crops will grow inside of us. <laughs> like uh, children are now twins up to septuplets, maybe more. I'm not sure. Like there's no such thing as like a single child anymore because of this, which I think is a kind of a cool uh, science fiction concept. You know, they try to fix the, the problem that we created and that fix is uh, contributing to the product problem, even though it does come up with a solution. You know, it, it's just like a one thing triggers the next. It's a it's a it's a spiral. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, was, it made me think of GPG a lot. It was there was a lot yeah. of parallels to that movie. Uh, not, not so much in the way it obviously functions, because obviously ZPG no, was not... No, but scarcity of food and yeah. but it overpopulation wasn't a... and it, it people wasn't... walking around in smog everywhere, pollution. It wasn't an action movie is what I was trying to say, though. Uh, whereas this is. This is an action thriller with, you know, people having gunfights and, mm -hmm. and all sorts. And there's sorts. no Oliver Reed in it. No. Uh, I mean, do you, who do you prefer, Oliver Reed or, or Numi? That's a that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't think Numi would have been good in Gladiator, but maybe. <laughs> and, and his role, not probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I mean, could you could you see seven Oliver Reeds doing this? I might watch that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, if you give me seven Matt Berries, I may uh, I may get into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that movie would get very sexual very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be a surprise. Yeah, we never really talked about the spoiler-free. Not that, I mean, not, obviously later we're going to talk about what's actually happening, but what they claim is happening in the movie is that if they do find siblings, they're cryogenically freezing them until they can wake them up at a later date when the world has been fixed because of their uh, strict rules. Uh, of course, later on, we find out they're actually just incinerating them <laughs> and getting rid of them. Yeah, that part wasn't really a shocker to me. No, but... it was very, the cake is a lie. You know, it kind of, mm -hmm. it made sense. Uh, but, you know, I mean, cre credit to them for having, like, the scene where they actually put a little girl in the thing and then see her, like, be, you know, I mean, she's not awake, but, you know, she... You know, but, of course, as soon as you see the kit happen to the kid when she's asleep and it's kind of shocking, it's like, Oh, one of these villains is getting there awake. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> We're going to see them screaming and banging in the window and be like, "No, let me." I'm pretty sure when it does happen, because it does, yeah, that um, you could still hear her screaming after she turns to ashes. <laughs> Dramatic license. They wanted the effect, the the drama of. I mean, she was screaming for a long time. Yeah, but hey, her I lungs mean... definitely were burned. <laughs> <laughs> it was an echo. It was a. An after image of the the voice, and then it's just passed on. Okay. To hell. So <laughs> the, the uh, so so it's, that's kind of sets up what it is. But all the examples we see of the people being taken though are kids, right? You know, that's the examples we see in the street. We don't, you know, it, it kind of becomes a curiosity. It's like, what do they do with the adults though? Like, when they f if they do find the numies, like they're going to have six of these adults and. 
It is kind of raised a little bit later on when uh, Glenn Close is like, we can't let the public know that we, somehow this has slipped through us and there's like seven of these identical adult like For you know, 30 siblings. years. Yeah. Uh, it makes them look quite bad, so they don't want it to be like publicly exposed. They're actually trying to, you know, handle it on the down low, so that everything's kind of shady and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so it's all the stuff at the start with uh, well, before I, I did roll my eyes a little bit because uh, it, ha- it has that moment where he decides to name them after the days of the week, and it kind of felt like the wink wink series, the, the movie title, you know, again, because he's like, well, there's seven of it's them. It's a catchy title, though. So uh, no, I like the title. The movie title is good. But it's just, he has this moment where he's looking at them and they're all in the little cribs and he's just kind of like, well, there's seven of them, so I'll call that one Monday. That one Tuesday. That one Wednesday. And I was like, all right, okay. I didn't really need the scene where he has the idea to call them the days of the week. It just felt a little bit, a little Mm -hmm. bit silly in the sort of wink, wink kind of way. But all the stuff with them as kids is kind of interesting. The idea that they're trained to like hide in this like secret compartment because if anyone comes to the, the house... They have to like, you know, dive and like only one of them can be seen at any given time, and it's not until the six or whatever it is where it's like, okay, now we're going to set up the, the Karen persona, and you know, one per day you get to leave the house and go to school and play outside and do all these things, but you can never go together. And at the end of every day, you're going to come back and you're going to like, you know, show the video feed that you you've been carrying a, a little camera on you. And it'll show everyone everything so that, you know, they're not caught off guard the next day because every, you know, everyone needs to know what's happened to everyone else when they've been out. So there's, they a, can... there's a nightly debriefing. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise someone will say something that they don't recognize and they'll be suspicious and so on and so on. So all that stuff is pretty funny. And at least uh, obviously the big dark scene here, which is, uh, I think it's Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Uh, falls off her skateboard or whatever when she's outside. And... When she's not supposed to be outside. She sneaks out. Yeah, and the tip of her finger's hanging off, and basically it can't be saved. It's pretty good. Yeah, this is this may even be the, the goriest part, just from a icky factor. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, okay, it can't be saved. So then he looks around the hills. It's like, okay, Monday you're up first, and it sort of dawns on them what he's saying that no, you all have to match. So if she's missing the tip of her index finger, all of you have to miss the tip of your index finger. Yeah, it was a good scene. No, nah, it was good because this was like, okay, this is how serious he's taking this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the solution to be otherwise would be like, oh, well, the one missing the part of her finger always has to wear a glove. <laughs> I don't know. A prosthetic finger. Th- th- Thursday's glove day. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, so it was an interesting idea and kind of like the sacrifice that they have to make. But it, I think some of the premise stuff, though, that's interesting is when they're, when they're talking to each other and this early stuff, but, you know, because we see uh, like Sunday's out and she comes home and she speaks to the doorman and she comes in and when they're all talking to each other, you get a sense of their personalities and you get some of the, the ideas that are brought up. Like, you know, one of them says it'd be nice to actually have a relationship and not just have a one night stand. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that. All of them can't really keep a relationship because they have to just be on their day. They would have to share one guy. Yeah, and that would be really weird. And obviously, whatever one actually is in love with the person would probably be very jealous that our six sisters are also spending time with them. So it's, it's that's that's what I kind of appreciate when there's a science fiction concept with this brother. Actually, kind of thought about it, and okay, mm-hmm. let's prod at the questions. Okay, what 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 would what would happen because of this premise? Yeah. and you know have them kind of explore that and talk about it um and the fact that they all have to like dress you know like the same person uh, yeah they'll they... have well, some of them have like the actual long black hair with the 
with the bangs and the ponytail, but most of them all just have the same wig. Uh, no, I think it's only the one that has the exact hair. There, I mean, some of them have similar hair because it's still dark and long, but none of them have the bangs, I don't think. Oh, okay. I thought Sunday and Monday had the same hair, but... Nah, nah, Sunday has more of a sort of shoulder length. Like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> just, just shoulder length. Because that's the thing, when they're in the house, when they're in the apartment, they all have to like they all want to be as distinct as possible you know it's just kind of that thing where you yeah. see like twins like want to make sure that they're very separate they have different interests they have different looks so they mm-hmm. all have different hair they all have different personalities they're all doing and i was actually thinking i was like wait a minute didn't the ones who go out on saturday and sunday kind of luck out and that they never have to go to work <laughs> like, <laughs> and don't get me wrong the others only have to work one day a week so it's not like the like you know they get six days a week off it's not yeah. that bad but still saturday and sunday kind of locked out if they're working on monday to Friday the job here <laughs> definitely and saturday is kind of the party girl yeah no that's true yeah uh which i guess worked out well mm-hmm. <laughs> but or maybe it's like maybe it's still the way around maybe because she could only go out on saturdays and that was party night she yeah. just sort of became that as a result of that uh, I, guess that, I can see that mm-hmm. yeah okay and sunday is the one who's got to get everything ready for the work day so mm-hmm. she's like the most matronly one. Yep, yep. Uh, Monday, who's the start of the work week, is the most ambitious and wants to do well at the job that they've got. Um, Tuesday's a stoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday's... Uh, she's the sporty one. She's the sporty one. Thursday is the... Our main sh- character. Yeah, yeah, close to the main. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Friday's the nerdy one. Uh, Saturday's the party girl, yeah. There you go. Pretty distinct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, there is a whale. It takes maybe a whale to settle in exactly who's who at a glance because you're just kind of getting to know them. But mm-hmm. it, it does actually all click into place once it's been going for a little bit. So, yeah, that's uh, fair, fair is fair. Uh, but of course, things really kick off when Monday goes out to work and we see her kind of flirt with the, the, the guard at the sort of checkpoint because they all have these bracelets. Well, this guy. Yeah, he, he's flirting with her. She's just like smiling. Like, she's okay with it, but she's not really flirting back. Yeah, well, I know what comes later in the movie, so I'm kind of, I'm looking at it from like a, okay, why is she not <laughs> flirting back kind of thing. So she, she, when I watched it for the first time, yeah. Um, well, I only watched it once, but like, when I watched it... Um, so how many times did you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> I skimmed through it a second time before we sure. started, because I watched it a few days ago. Um, but when I, when I watched it... Um, I thought oh, he's being kind of creepy to her. Like he's being uh, kind of gross, actually. And maybe it's because he's got this position of power and he's using that over her. Actually, my and... first th- my thought, though, before you say what's actually going on here, my thought was that like one of the other days flirts with them. And that's why he's oh, yeah. flirting like this. This is why he's like feeling confident. Well, enough to, like, he flirt he this does much. say like, yeah. you know, Monday is my day to do this job. Yeah, that's which he true. Like. Um, but he... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I I thought he was being just kind of gross with her, but she does smile when she leaves. So there's no implication that like she's involved with him in any way. Just that he's really interested in her, and he sees her here every Monday. Yeah, clearly she wants all this to be secretive, and Mm -hmm. it makes sense why because all of the like she's filming everything right now. Like everything she's doing right now has to be watched by the others later. So she has to kind of not like give it give it away and obviously we're in spoilers here 
uh the, the twist later on of course is that Mundy's actually a villain and is turning them is turned on them all um mm. so but like yeah so she's a villain but she has kind of a reason to be that there's yeah there's a kind of a a noble motivation behind things it's, it's not bit. it's not a hundred percent selfish no no it's, it's selfish to a point but it's not uh yeah but you can yeah. kind of see her like convincing herself that this is the right decision yeah by giving it like yeah no like it's having like, to talk herself into it you know, it's interesting it's compared, but we'll, we'll go back to obviously that layer uh I, I did think that it was the if i have a complaint about the actual inciting kind of like oh mondays went missing is i did think it was kind of like almost uneventful what she was doing before she goes missing like there's, there's yeah, I was expecting some kind of like ambiguous, like, oh, what was that scene? Well, there was the. Yeah, it just kind of happens, or, or she's just like a blip on their, I don't know, bracelet tracker thing goes off, and then re- yeah, cause, realize cause, they don't know where she is. Because the nerdy uh, one Friday, she's like has the computers all up, and she's like tracking everyone, and you know she's. she's but the up. last time we see her, we know that she's up for a promotion, and their her coworker Jerry is. <laughs> in the elevator with her saying, I know your secret. So there is some tension there. It's a little bit, but I, I felt like there was going to be more of like a, like, oh, she might be in danger in this scene kind of thing. And then it'll mm. cut But it was kind of like, she was still in the office. It was still like a, like a, a non-moment. Because it kind of deflates a little bit because she goes to the officer on her own. It, just, it was kind of an odd, like, thing where I was like, because when it cut to the others, I was like, oh, wait, she's been, she's been missing? Oh, okay, we're at that point, okay. <laughs> I didn't feel like it built up to like something happening to her, which was good. And obviously, yeah, we find out later that like this is not. You know, she's she's in on it. She's she's like the the bad guy. She's she's working with the villains, um, which is is a fine twist. You know, mm-hmm. there's a there's a moment later on where I, I think when you realize that she's got she has this secret relationship with uh, the security guy, um, because you know, he shows up at the apartment. He it, uh, it's uh. You know, the party girl that stays out in the the living room and everyone else hides and you know he's he's coming up to her and he's been very intimate um and he even goes to you know choke her at one point and this is, this is kind of the moment where you realize that this isn't actually creepy bizarrely mm-hmm. because she sort of like reacts kind of scared to him choking her and then he sort of pulls his hand and he goes oh shit, sorry I, I thought you were into that and it's it, yeah. it this very genuine kind of no i was doing that because i thought you wanted me to do that <laughs> that was yeah. That, that's your that thing. we're role playing here yeah. yeah uh so so they find out that not only does monday have this secret relationship uh oh they don't know it's monday yet that, that comes later because she actually ha- tries to has to get get him to say oh what day of the week do we usually you know hang out on <laughs> um but she uh you know because she goes into the room and says, oh, you know, i think he wants to f me it's like, yeah no shit <laughs> <laughs> and they basically send her on a mission like yeah go and do it go and do it and get some intel well i mean before then she was always talking about how she has sex with random guys every saturday night or something but turns yeah, out she she's doesn't... all talk yeah. yeah yeah she's never done it before which also kind of really makes sense it makes sense that pro- even more than half of seven would probably be uncomfortable with just having one night stand so mm-hmm. because they've never had a chance to actually build a relationship they've just never went down any of those paths um yeah it makes sense uh and she but she goes with them and it is kind of a and we've kind of skipped ahead because we've already lost like two of them by this point but we'll go back we're just we're talking about this relationship part of it because it's kind of interesting uh where so she she ends up with him at his place and 
the other stuff's been happening. I mean, at one point we just cut to like them like uh, naked, and he's going down on her, and she's like, you know, it's this like you know bird's eye shot of her, and she's completely naked. Yeah. Um, his head's covering her, you know, her crotch, but like you know, it's I mean, definitely he's in there. It's definitely Ron <laughs> Shirley you're expecting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very generous. Very generous lover. <laughs> as much as i would love to move on unfortunately there's a couple of details here that have to be addressed uh one that she's kind of just going along with this because he's expecting it and she's also kind of like been sent on a mission t- for recon so it's, it, honestly the concept of consent here is very weird to me mm-hmm. uh on a number of ways uh firstly from her in the sense that, of course, she's kind of going along with it, but she feels kind of uncomfortable. Of course, she reaches a certain point where she's never had an orgasm, or, I mean, I assume so, uh, and she kind of gets into it and is like, all right, F me, right? She sort of like, mm-hmm. gives in to, the, to the, the passion halfway through. Which, by the way, also, okay, she's probably going to die after this. <laughs> okay, sure, this is her, her, her one <laughs> her gift. moment in paradise, yeah. Um, but I also think there's a shady bit of consent here the other way around as well, because he's not actually with the person he thinks he's with. So mm-hmm. I would argue that is unconsensual. I mean, I don't know exactly what to call it because I mean, I'm, don't worry, I'm sure it's probably happened in the world where a twins kind of like, like snuck in and said, Hey, yeah, I'm your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> right. But I, I have to imagine that, that, that legally speaking, tricking someone into thinking you're someone you're not, uh, in order to gain consent, makes the consent somewhat null and void, which is a bit of a sketchy area, I would sure. say. Um, but I think she's also doing it for survival reasons. I, I'm not saying she's evil for, for this necessarily. I'm just saying that there's a lot of murkiness that comes out of this. Yeah, all right. Um, I can't imagine that he's really that upset after he finds out. Well, that's the thing. I think it'd be interesting to explore what he thinks of that in particular, but the movie actually never raises it. Once he finds out that there's, there's uh, you know, different siblings, it never really has a moment where he stops and goes, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I had sex with the wrong one. You know? That would actually yeah. be an interesting reaction to get from him, but it never does. Uh, no, so I'm, right. really, I'm docking more more points here for, for kind of ignoring a, a character beat. Where, you know, does he feel like he's being, like, violated in a weird way that he never predicted? Uh, you know, what does he feel by this? Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting question. But the movie doesn't even bother to really think about it or let alone answer it, so. Could have been an interesting character beat for someone who sort of becomes a main character after this. Yeah, it does, actually. It kind of becomes, like, the... Because after this point, there's only a few of the uh, the Karens left, right? Like mm-hmm. the, after this, because ultimately at the end of the movie, only two survive. You got two that survive, plus you've got Monday who became turned out to be like working with the bad guy, right? Uh, bad mm-hmm. guy being Glenn Close. Um. So. Yeah. So, but this point, it, it kind of becomes like a trio of them trying to get into the the, the base, and it's him and uh, Thursday and. Which day? Oh, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? No, yeah. not Tuesday. Tuesday. 
Oh, that is Trudy. Yeah, Trudy's not dead yet. She's just had her eye pulled out. But we've, we've skipped over a bunch of stuff. We're actually way too far in the, the plot right now. Yeah. Uh, do we have to go back? We do, because I want to talk about the fight scene. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which also, yeah, uh, come and enjoy the podcast where Tara's desperate to leave as quickly <laughs> as possible and is not interested in actually talking about the interesting parts of the movie. Um, okay, yeah. You're right. The fight scene's pretty good. Tara came here today to crack one joke about the sex scene and then just leave as quickly as humanly possible, apparently. Yep. My work is done. <sighs> yes, but yeah, I went because when the SWAT team first start coming for it, because they, they nab Tuesday, when Tuesday's out trying to like get some information about what happened to Monday, very quickly she's like picked up in a van by a, a generic white villain man who's the, sort of the main dude who's after them for most of the movie, mm-hmm. working for Glenn Close. And we have, like, a SWAT His team. His name is Joe. Could there be a more generic white man name? Uh, I don't know. Kevin, I guess. <laughs> well, Joe is the generic white man. <laughs> In a van. I mean, I With guess. his ballerina assistant. Well, what about, Zaquia. Well, what about John, though? Because John Doe. I'd say John's the most more common. Okay. Because John Doe. Sure. I don't know if Jane's actually as common as John. I think they just wanted a name that sounded like it went with John quite well for Jane, though. Well, we live guess. in a patriarchy, so... <laughs> we do. No, I... Um, I was not expecting such a, a political response to that that that, that like, observation, but sure. Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's like half half kidding. I mean, no, we do. I mean, we do definitely live in a patriarchy. That's not untrue. Anyway, continue. Yes. Uh, did you catch the accent of the head of the SWAT team? Um, is he a Scot? He is Scottish. He he is the the worst type I of Scottish it. person. He is the 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 hard man Scottish person, who I think says you effing. Well, I don't even know what to do for to to, to soften the c word, but <laughs> he's he drops a few c words, uh, a few c bombs when he's in the the fight with the the various uh, numies, who uh, and it's actually a pretty exciting little fight scene as they're kind of mm-hmm. that's right. I actually I, I got a good uh, fun bit because because they set up that they've got kind of Judge Dread style guns where it only works for the the person who's like sort of DNA's like or fingerprint at least is mm-hmm. uh sort of designed to trigger it. Uh, so they have a, to like warm up before they can shoot yeah so there's, there's a couple of fun little bits with that namely in the bathroom it's uh um wednesday is it wednesday short you're, hair athletic you're doing what no it's more medium length i'm sure in the bathroom this is the problem when you have seven characters played by the same person <laughs> if it's the athletic one that's in like the sports bra it's wednesday no i don't think it was her in the bathroom who, who gets the gun firing by uh, cutting off the, the guy's... No, that's later, sorry. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of the later scene. No, I am. I'm mixing up my two action sequences. Yeah, this isn't this, isn't this scene. This is the scene where they're, they're, they're throwing all sorts of things at the bad guys and, like, you know, mm-hmm. dropping fridges on them and, and all sorts. Although one of them does die. Like, you know, there's a sad, you know, a sad beat at the end of this scene where one of them has perished. Yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what happened to Sunday? This happened to Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, but the later action scene though is when they send out uh, I think it must be Wednesday uh, who is sent out to investigate this uh, 
it's, 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 the, it's the co-worker yeah that wanted to mm-hmm. like uh, reveal something because they suspect that he revealed that they were siblings and it turns out that's not remotely what the case is it's just something to do with some sort of bank account it's, it's nothing even re- related to what's going on with them but she goes to her apartment and like, there's gunmen who just start shooting into the place and it was a great yeah it's a cool scene where he where he's like drinking milk and then like the milk explodes and there's blood everywhere which I would argue is somewhat inspired by the first Lethal Weapon movie because there's a scene in that mm. where uh, uh, Tom Skerritt, not Tom Skerritt, sorry. Oh my god, I can't believe I said Tom Skerritt. Uh, what's his face? The one with the mustache was in a bunch of B movies at that time period as well. Um, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Uh, he's drinking milk okay. when he gets shot from the helicopter in Lethal Weapon. That's what I was trying to reference. Uh, but no, there's this really fun sequence where she's she, she's taking out one of the the, the, guard, the SWAT team guys who comes out of the, the building and she basically cuts off his finger and then tapes it to her finger so she can like get the gun working. And the the, the other SWAT members who are on the outside are sort of searching the apartment very slowly are coming up to the door and they're not like they've got their guns up but they're not like super on guard because they don't think that she could have a gun. They don't expect mm-hmm. her to have a weapon like that. So they just sort of open the door and she just sort of like grabs the gun and like just like mows them down. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly also felt kind of Judge Dreaded to me a little bit. A little bit yeah. Uh, it, it reminded me of Rico and Judge Dread with the, you know, uh, see, see when he goes to get the, the, the mech in the shop and Judge Dread mm-hmm. and like the guy's like, oh, you can't, ch-, you know, only judges uh, work with those guns. And he just picks it up and it like turns on and he's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> Let's get that moment. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, her death, though, is uh, she's getting chased up and she's getting chased around, actually. There's, there's a lot of her running around with, uh, like, Freddy on the comms talking to her. But this is happening at the same time that uh, uh, Blondie's having sex with uh, Guardman. <laughs> uh, Adrian, that's his name. Uh, Saturday and Adrian. Yeah. yeah so, getting it on. So, yeah. So, but she, her death is that she has to jump. She ends up on the top of a building. She has to jump. And this is actually what the poster's based on, is that she has to jump from one building to the other. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know if I can make this jump. And she, which oh, which reminds me, actually, there's a really funny laugh earlier on. when she, see, It's the same character, which when she's running, when she's escaping the, the, the building after she's killed the SWAT team, the initial members, then there's going to be more coming for her. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to like blow up the apartment. And so, okay, how did I get out of here? And Fred's like, hey, there's a dumpster you know, outside this window that'll break your fall. And she jumps out the window and she lands in the... And we don't see her land in the inside of the dumpster. We just see from the outside of the dumpster. And it looks... You just hear the thud. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's nothing in there. And then it cuts to the inside and there's like one trash bag. And I was like, that was actually kind of funny. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Also, she should probably be dead. Yeah. This turns it into a bit of a cartoon because she... I mean, at the very least, from the height she jumped, she should not be standing up. Never mind running. No, she lands on her back. (laughs) Yeah. So... At the very least, she should be paralyzed. At yeah. the very least, right? Never mind up and running from people. But she's on yeah. this other. She's on this roof, and she's going to jump to this other building. And while she's mid jump, uh, white villain man Joe, you know, comes out of the stairwell and shoots her while she's mid jump, uh, and she has this dramatic death, falling between the two buildings. And then, of course, Blondie uh, Saturday after she's done some research at uh, the uh, Adrian's place because Adrian's already left for work. SWAT mm-hmm. team show up and kills her. So, you know, we, we lose a couple of them pretty quickly here. And then pretty instantly, the uh, the SWAT team or whatever shows up at the the other people, at Thursday and Fridays, yeah, while the they're actual, at their apartment. Yeah, they, they finally show up. 
despite the fact that they've known they've been there for like a day and a half at this point. Yeah, they could have been there for a while, yeah. a lot earlier. But hey, I'll let that slide. So as much as I'm sort of nitpicking some of these these things, like I mean, for the most part, the action is fun, and for the most part, their reactions to like all the various things that are happening are kind of entertaining. It, it it's one of those 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 movies where it feels like there's just all these little things where it's just slightly left of great, right? It's just yeah, it's just slightly agree. a little off and here or there and that way and this way um but yeah uh so after this though friday basically commits suicide to like kill the SWAT team by blowing up the apartment uh which saves thursday thursday then goes and gets adrian by gunpoint and sort of reveals to him and he sort of figures out that they're sisters and then they form a plan to tra- go and try and get monday they find tuesday instead with an eye missing which was important because they're uh, the SWAT team that showed up at the start or start like you know 30 minutes into the movie had an mm-hmm. eye for the the door scanner so uh that's why is everything all right tara you seem to be falling off your chair a little bit yeah it's uh, my kitty cat it's uh <laughs> i don't know if you can hear him purring he's just choosing the wrong time to snuggle yeah yeah well, i i know the the feeling yes um so yeah they, they go in and they have this realization that uh you know monday's the the evil one and of course, at this point, you're kind of like, okay, there's there's going to be a scene where we're going to have like two of them fighting each other because basically, uh, Thursday dresses up as Monday because there's a running thing throughout the movie where Monday, they 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 make several references to the fact that she's the most like the person that they're supposed mm-hmm. to be, where she's actually like she has the hair, she has the outfits, this is how she actually looks and acts. Yeah, and... they they have a character who is Karen that they all play, <clears throat> but Monday is like, is that character? Yeah. So, uh, it's also around here we get the scene where we see the kid being cremated, and mm-hmm. like and this is this is the thing. So Adrian's kind of on their side because he wants to save Monday because he's in love with Monday. Like he's genuinely in love. Like his this is the mm-hmm. thing. This character went from like feeling like he's a bit of a like a, a perv. Yeah, I was going to go above that, like because of the way he's kind of coercing her into being searched that first time he sees her. It's kind of, it's kind of like full on harassment. Yeah, and then yeah. the way he comes over, it feels like okay, he's got some sort of unhealthy sex life with Monday. There's been this secret thing. To this point here, when he sees this, these kids being killed, it's like he's fully on board of like in the team, like to the point where he's like pretending to like capture them and bring them in and like then fighting with them, you know, on their side. Yeah. To the point where he becomes like maybe one of he, the most sympathetic characters in the whole movie. He's very likable, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, once he gets going, um, so. Uh, that's that's actually a really cool twist that i did not see coming that he was going to end up being one of the more sympathetic uh right characters yeah by the me end. neither <laughs> so i mean that's fair play i mean more sympathetic than monday because monday made because she's not involved in all these choices she's made to do all these bad things mm-hmm. he, he, he's, he's kind of like a almost a bystander to it um because it's worth mentioning earlier on after that he's had sex with saturday like they sort of talk about what he does and she kind of says oh do, do you feel okay about putting them right. in cryo sleep he's like hey well it means to get a wake up in a better world and you know yeah and he brings up you know this is a better option for them because if you've ever been to the slums and seen the areas that i've seen where people are really struggling then you would know that this is not the life for them right now wait are you telling me the dystopian world that we're in it's the it's the poor people who mostly suffer from the rules that are made shocking what <laughs> shocking i know that never happens i mean even glenn close her final speech was like you know if, if you want to have a kid 
if I'm elected ruler, leader, president, whatever they have in the future, then um, I will make sure it's a mandate that people who want to have a child have to prove that they can afford to have a child. Maybe we'll even allow siblings if you have enough money. Like, okay, so only rich people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So basically, Mundy's made this deal because she wants to be the, the true person, the one true Karen, as it were. Yeah, she says she was the firstborn. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, Willem Dafoe had just followed the rules, she would have had this life where she could have had, uh, you know, a, a husband and a family and a career that she's great at. And, like, this could have been her, you know. Yeah. And it is, there's a kind of dark sort of, like, biblical thing here of her willing to sacrifice, like, knowing what they're doing, like, sacrificing her six sisters, who she's supposed to be closer to than anyone, because that's who she spent her whole life with. And... You know, obviously the ultimate reveal after, you know, there's been a bit of a, a fight between them and basically the, the big end game here is that they reveal to the world that they've recorded the footage of the, the cremation and they show it like live to everyone. All these rich people in the crowd are all witnessing this child being burned alive. And, all like, these 20 year old models and <laughs> hipster guys. <laughs> yes, but the world has now seen it. And Glenn Close turns around and goes, look, they didn't suffer. They didn't suffer. I promise mm-hmm. you didn't suffer. Uh, so <laughs> yeah I mean if it's done humanely right then what's the big deal is there a point you're trying to make right now there is no such thing as humane slaughter it's an oxymoron um eh, I don't know <laughs> I'm not talking about animals. I'm with you on the animals, but I think some humans. I think there's a <laughs> there's some humane ways to do it. Um, all right, that's okay. Dark Joker too. All right, I'm, I'm moving on. Um, we just recorded a Twilight Zone before this, and it was like some of the darkest jokes I've ever cracked in a Twilight Zone review. I know you I'm should gonna... really comb through that one carefully. When you edit it. <laughs> Actually, Joe, that's what this this movie needs, or what this world needs, is that instead of cremating under the guise of like cryo sleep, all they need mm-hmm. to do is have the grands try and convince their their the extra siblings <laughs> to <laughs> to take care of it themselves. There you go. <laughs> all right. If you want to understand, I'm not going to explain it. If you want to understand that reference, go check out the Twilight Zone episode review for uh, Long Distance Call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right so basically though as the uh, you know mundy's been has been killed uh and it's, it's, a, it's a fairly dramatic moment uh the way the gunshot kind of kind of happens and you know because even adrian has a sort of heroic moment here where he jumps in and stops uh them from killing because he, he actually kills the uh, joe you know he shoots him from across the room yeah why is he allowed to do that and not get in, like arrested for it because uh, Joe shoots a woman who has a gun because he's some type of law enforcement. And then Adrian shoots Joe for shooting a woman who had a gun pointed well, at a political figure. At least at the in the heat of the moment, Adrian <laughs> is also a person of uh, of the law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So that's that's so it doesn't look necessarily that weird at first glance. Uh, secondly, I think the entire like regime has just crumbled <laughs> before their eyes, so no one's necessarily thinking about the lawful or unlawful uh, thing that's happening in front of them. I mean, it's a fair point to bring up. I'm not, I'm not trying to okay. poo-poo it. 
I'm just try- <laughs> I'm trying to use the logic within the movie to give you an answer. I-, I thought it was a bit strange that nobody did anything that he was okay to go after. Yeah. Because really, Joe was just doing his job that's fair. as a security guy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, basically, she reveals that you know, Monday as she's dying is that she did this for you know for them and she sort of like motions to her stomach and it's like oh wait she's pregnant um so yeah. i have a, Adds I have, a little bit of empathy to it yeah yeah it's the idea that she wanted to make sure her kids could survive and like you know she didn't want her kids to like be hidden in the house or the kid to be hidden in the house um although we find out later it's twins but okay so i have to ask a thing right if a mother dies while pregnant and like i assume if it's late enough they can sort of save the babies but She's not even showing yet. She's still wearing, like, skinny, tight dresses. It's the future. Like, and yet, we cut to a scene where there's these two, like, fetuses in a tank, and they're, like, you know, almost Mm baby-sized. And the the survivors, which is, what, Thursday and Tuesday. Tuesday's only got one eye. Um... And one of them's like, no, I'm I'm now... Oh, what's the name? She's, like, picked a name for herself. She's not... Terry. There you go. Terry. Almost Tara. She didn't quite go for it, though. That would have been a better name. Oh. No uh, offense to the Terry's watching. <laughs> yes, no offense, but she says really mean things about you uh, when we're not recording. <laughs> no, I think Tara's just a better name. Hmm. I'm like, oh, stupid bitch, he's named Terry. That's what she said. Tara's words oh. don't mean. Um, <laughs> it does sound like me. <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, but the other one's like no I'm going to actually be Karen I'm going to I'm going to take the name Karen so uh, yeah they the uh, you know to have this happy ending and I, I I assume they're going to help Adrian raise their 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 mm-hmm. nieces and nephews I mean I don't Offspring. know it wasn't clear uh, you know what, what what gender they were but um, yeah I uh, I think the ending is solid enough it kind of ends with Glenn Close like speaking to the press as she goes into a courtroom. You know she's she's going for her trial. Mm-hmm. She brings up a fair point of, like, I just wanted you to, I just wanted the future generations to have the world that we lived in that was plentiful and great, and now everyone's going to struggle. Like, you're going to have, you you just got rid of the person who was willing to make the hard decision for you. Clearly, it's the wrong decision, but life will be harder now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's honestly the movie's full of pretty interesting ideas, and it's generally fairly enjoyable to watch. I think obviously some of the things we've nitpicked at are, are the problems that are there. Uh, yeah, some the, some logicals. The action's good, but yeah. the, the the one thing that I would say though that I think is maybe a bit of a fault with it is the tone is a little bit back and forth. Uh, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that some some of my most enjoyable parts of this movie are when it just feels like it's a fun movie, like. See, see when uh, Wednesday is like on the run, she's jumped out the window in the dumpster, which is a funny moment in and of itself. But when she's on the run in the comms and she's like getting frustrated with Friday because she's not there to tell her directions because she's also at the same time trying to work with Saturday who's looking into the computer at Adrian's. And there's all this stuff. Like, oh, we've got a situation here. And, all we-. and there was like a lot of fun banter back and forth that started to make them feel like a fun team. And I'm like, oh, I could almost go for a series of these yeah, sisters working together to do and stuff. And that's a credit to, uh, to, to Numi's performance as well. Like she oh, yeah. really she never like slips up or makes it seem like these people are are not talking to each other like it it's very convincing yeah it's all in her because she's playing every part um 
I actually, one of the other things that I thought I was going to complain about, like, halfway through, is that Willem Dafoe's scenes just sort of disappear after, like, 30 minutes, and then I thought, mm-hmm. man, it's kind of weird. I mean, I know he's obviously probably not around anymore because he's much older and died at some point, you know, when they were growing up, but I thought it was weird that he never had some sort of final beat with him that felt like his, his send-off, but it did come eventually later when uh, it flashed back again, and it was after the whole finger thing. Uh, one of them catches him crying, and he's like, I'm just trying to do the right thing for you. It's like, Monday, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I mean, yeah, it's a sweet scene, so... Um, yeah i guess you know it it gets to a point where it almost has to turn into a very serious movie because of the subjects it's dealing with Mm -hmm. but i almost liked it at its most when it was being a really fun action movie Uh, so maybe a massaging of exactly what tone they wanted to be more consistent might have been a also something to improve it but honestly though i mean i i I didn't have that boredom that i usually have with a lot of netflix movies where it feels like it's just kind of spinning its wheels and it's just kind of dull i never it never felt dull so, no, no, not at all. It still seems someone? kind of, yeah, maybe it's just a tone thing, but it, it still kind of comes off as a goofy film sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, when the and other times it's supposed to be like really serious, so it's it. You know, it's it's not great, but it's. I don't even know if it's a movie that I would like recommend. <laughs> it's more of like. It's fine. Like if you're if you're looking for a science fiction film that you haven't seen yet and you're doing laundry, I check it out. But it's not like something I say you have to see this movie. It's a gem. Sure. Um, I yeah, it's not as it's not good enough to be called a gem, but it's definitely good enough to be called pretty watchable. And that, you know, if you feel like science fiction, I'd say it's probably it's probably worth watching. It's worth watching mm-hmm. for the ideas and. But, you know, it's not a perfect movie. And, yeah, maybe it is something that you put on when you're doing something else. But it's... But I almost it is, feel like that's, it's still compelling. Yeah, yeah, but that almost feels too harsh to say it that way, though. It's in this kind of... I mean, I, I guess we'll get to it with the ratings here, like, exactly where we place it. But it's, it's in this kind of awkward ground. Because uh, I know what I'm giving it, but I'm going to make Tara read it first, because I always do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, now? Yeah. Unless it's nothing else you want to add. So, uh, no. Not really. I mean, I was sorry, already summing up my thoughts. I do think that uh, <laughs> that Numi is incredible in the film. Like mm-hmm. she really does um, deserve, you know, to be a leading woman. Like she's oh, she's yeah. great at playing seven of them in one film. I have seen uh, her in a lot of good roles. There was a movie uh, with her and Colin Farrell from like 2012, 2013. Uh, I think it was it was something. I think I own it in Blurry, actually. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it yeah, it's definitely come to me, I don't think. Uh, but it, it, it was a really good little thriller. It was, they played neighbours, and they kind of ended up helping each other, and he's in this criminal underworld. Um, but it ended up in a really good little thriller. Um, unfortunately, I can't for the life of me remember what it was called, but uh, it was around that time. But she was really good in that, and that because I remember uh, that stuck out to me at the time because I'd only seen her in the the, the Dragon Tattoo movie, and that was Swedish, right? That was uh, a foreign language film. Well, so it was yeah, intre- I've was never seen that. It was interesting seeing her in a English speaking film, and I've seen her in tons of those now because she's you know been doing that for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, the first thing I think I saw her in was Prometheus, unfortunately. Yeah, that was unfortunate. And uh, well, I I saw the Sherlock Holmes film. I don't think I would have noticed her so much in that film 
Yeah, I don't even remember her being in that, to be honest. But I, she was I've, in the I've, sequel. I've happily forgotten everything that I ever knew about those movies because they're bad. Okay. I don't remember if they're bad or not. Mm. Was that was that too much of a hot take? I don't think so. I think that's pretty... I, I think I've heard that before, that people think those movies are bad. I think I remember having a good time at the theater, but maybe they are not very good. Yeah. I can't see mm. this movie on my shelf. Just, oh, wait, no. Dead Man Down. That's what it's called. Found it. Dead Man Down. <laughs> All right. Add that to the list of new me films to watch. Oh, yeah. It's not sci-fi. It's not a movie for this show, but I, I enjoyed it at the time. Um, yeah, so she's really great in the film, and... I think it's I think it's very watchable. It's it's very um, compelling. Uh, the action keeps the pacing move like going at it pretty strong, and it's um you know it's it is some really good choreographed scenes for fights, especially yeah, when one person is playing so. seven characters or mul- at least multiple characters in the fight scenes. Yeah, I like um, that. Like two of them are actually quite physically capable, so they're doing proper fighting, and then the others <laughs> are just kind of like throwing things at them or stabbing yeah. them as best they can, or, right. or something like that. Yeah, or, or mostly just trying to help out the others. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Like I wouldn't say like rush out and watch it, but um, it, it's definitely not bad. I like the science fiction concepts. It's just there's a lot of things in it I, I find just a little bit weak. Um, unfortunately, like just the overall look of the film and the way Glenn Close is shot just doesn't look good for some reason. Um, and uh, yeah, just a lot of the extras really stand out to me. Um, Actually, on the, <laughs> on the subject of the look of the film, I, I did feel that there was kind of a a lackluster approach to like what the future looks like, where it felt like they were just kind of doing as little as humanly possible. It's just, let's just show a lot of people in a really small, crowded space a lot. There's not, yeah. there's lots the, of that. And the cars it. that the bad guys were driving around them were a little bit futuristic, but it wasn't to like any great they, extent. Not really. They look like minivans that would have been painted matte black. <laughs> really. I said slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the The future world doesn't really have much of a design. Um, there's some there's some future tech, but like you said, it's sort of borrowed from other films. Um, yeah, there's, there's like a laser gun that heals wounds. Like that's like one of the few mm-hmm. things that pops up. And the final scene with Glenn Close, well, where she meets her comeuppance, like it's it's basically the same as uh, Minority Report. <laughs> it's the same the same plot, but anyway. Oh yeah, when the video plays behind her, yeah, <laughs> it's the exact same scene. Yeah, you're right. It, is, it totally is. Um, um, but I mean, not that that's like a like a terrible thing. It's just I I we just watched it <laughs> not that long ago. I think um, I like this one slightly more, but okay. I I like Max von Sydow, but that one well, did, mean, was also pretty ridiculous. This one's well, more justified. I mean, the movie as a whole. I don't mean that scene specifically, but but anyway, I, I'm going to give the film a six, six out of ten. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I was pretty confident what I was given. I don't think I've changed after talking about it for any great length of time. Uh, that is uh, actually slightly higher than you go with a 6.5. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it comes really close to being just called good. It becomes so close, but it just it misses the mark just a little bit uh, in a lot of different ways. A lot of little different ways uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some of the complaints we've had are a little bit more, you know, important, but 
for the most part, it's just all these little things that kind of added up to it just misses the mark and never quite. But it gets so close. There's those moments during the fights and stuff where I'm like, I'm really starting to get into this. And then it's like, oh, I no. Uh, I guess what it feels like, and I guess this, this makes sense in a modern context because it's a Netflix movie. You know, it was made for Netflix, but it feels like a good direct-to-video movie, right? This is the sort of thing I expect from a good direct-to-video movie from the 90s where not perfect, not not great, but there's a lot of things I need to like. And overall, I'm not mad that I watched it. Like, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I guess means I'm comparing it to Transfers, like two. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Transfers two. Transfers two is the best one. Yeah, Transfers two is good. Yeah, I like Transfers two. <laughs> but anywho, uh, so that's our uh, that's our ratings of what happened to Monday. Um, so before I tell you what's coming next week, I'm going to get Tara to do a pause for the thumbnail. So yeah, you took us. So uh, make sure the top of your head's not cut off. Uh. And I'm going to count down three, two, one, and say pause. So here we go. Three, two, one, pause. Get it? Very good. Very good. Missing the finger. Very good. All right. Um, all right. So what is coming next time? Uh, I can tell you next time we're going a little bit more cerebral. Well, I think we are. I mean, I've not seen it. So we're kind of making a leap in logic here. Uh, but we're actually going to do Upstream Color, which comes from the same creator as Primer. Uh, so, very interesting. Uh, that so guy had be... a pretty strong entry film as writer, director, and star. So, yeah, is he I doing have... it again this time? I have no idea what to expect from Upstream Color. I've not seen it. Uh, you've not seen it, right? Don't even uh, know what it's about. Yeah, so... We're going to dive in, we're going to find out, and hopefully commit an say with some idea of what we just watched, which may be asking too much of the follow-up to Primer, but... Should I should I bring some notes? Or something to write with? I think notes, a diagram, <laughs> uh, maybe like photographs with the red string attached. A physics professor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that might be a good idea. Uh, so that's what's coming next time on the show. Uh, of course... Uh, what always helps us if you like the uh, content and you want to keep it coming, you know, let us see that you love it and you like it and, you know, like the video on YouTube. Uh, really important. Uh, it lets more people find us. So please do. As does commenting down below. In fact, if you've made it this far in the video, I should have done this a little bit earlier. I like to try and give them the code word right before we get to the outro stuff because I feel like that's the that's the moment. That's the moment where some people just shut it off, even though there's usually some good jokes in the outro. So you should always watch it at the very end. But, uh, yeah, so if you've made it this far, um... Put the word generous in the comments. <laughs> I like it. So, <laughs> oh, bet. Uh, so, do that. Um, if you, if you, let us know you got this far. Uh, you can also, of course, get us on the Twitters at the Ace Podcast. We mentioned Patreon earlier. Of course, we want to support us financially, get some bonuses, and keep the content coming. Um, Tara, would you like to recommend any other content from Mail Fuzz TV? I sure. Um, let's see. Well, um, if you like science fiction, you probably really like Star Trek. And guess what? Peter and Connor are reviewing Star Trek The Next Generation Season 3. So you can check out um, what they think of Best of Both Worlds Part 1 and 2 now. Check it out. Huh? Well, technically we're on Season 4 now. Oh, Season 4, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, we just started season four. We just literally just recorded season four, episode one, uh, earlier today. 
So. Yep, and they've also done all of the original series, and they're working their way season by season through the series. So, yeah, watch along with them. Mm-hmm. And I think they're watching it for the first time, so that should be interesting. Yeah, I'd seen some of the original series before, but not. I think I think I'd seen a little bit of Next Gen as well, but I'm past that point. I'm way past that point now. Mm-hmm. Like all everything that was new, so yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, so that has been the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I believe this has actually been a notable number as well. This has been episode 75. So, uh, yeah, us. Yay. Huh? We did it. Yeah, Once we get to 100, we can stop forever. That's not happening. <laughs> what? I never agreed to that. <laughs> I thought this is just our 100 year, or 100 year, 100, 100 year. <laughs> movie journey. I mean, I'll let you Then we have to rank them all. I let your commitment, but I don't think I'm going to live to 129. Uh, so, <laughs> not without some serious uh, cybernetic implants and other aids. Um, maybe we'll get there in our lifetimes. I don't know, but yeah, uh, that has been the Atomic Serum Experiment. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching science fiction, guys. And computer, at Celsa. I am the plan. <laughs>